0: Welcome to the MILF BOD podcast. Mindful, intuitive, lifestyle, fitness. An all-encompassing wellness resource for women featuring some of the most successful, influential mothers and experts out there. I'm your host, Cherokee Luker, mother, model, fitness trainer, and wellness enthusiast. Join me as we dive into all things MILF. Hello everyone, I truly cannot believe it's already the third Monday of 2023. I hope you all are having an amazing start to the new year and I'm certain that this episode will inspire and motivate you if you've started off a little slow like me. My guest today is Melissa Molinaro and she is such a shining star and a true gift to this world. Melissa Molinaro is a dancer, singer, actress, model, fitness instructor, businesswoman, and mother to two beautiful children. She truly does it all, you guys. I'm sure you all would recognize Melissa from the iconic show Making the Band and her role as Carla in Honey 2. Melissa's story is literally like something straight out of a movie, and on this episode, we discuss everything from her road to success in the industry and all the lessons she's learned along the way, the mentality and work ethic she was able to adopt from having doors slammed in her face, her fairy tale of a love story with her husband, Brian, her three biggest tips for feeling your best during and after pregnancy... How motherhood has motivated her to work harder and bloom into so much more than she ever could have imagined. The importance of structure, embracing your age, authenticity, and individuality, and so, so much more. This is definitely one of my favorite episodes so far. I feel like I could have talked to Melissa for hours. She has so many incredible tips to share on how to step into the best version of you and harness that sauce, honey. I feel like you guys are really going to love this episode, and we will be doing a fun little giveaway to one lucky listener. So be sure to check that out on my Instagram to see how to enter. I really feel like this episode is going to motivate you guys to continue to work your hardest throughout this new year. So, with that, please welcome Melissa Molinero to the MILF BOD podcast. Hi, Melissa. Welcome to the show. Hi, Cherokee. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you so much for being here, you guys. I opened the door, and (laughs) we're fucking matching outfits. I swear to God, we did not plan this. We literally have the same exact outfit, like (laughs) turtleneck,
1: jeans, thigh-high boots, black boots, like the whole thing. Yeah,
0: we did not plan it, I promise. But I opened the door, and I was like, wait, am I looking in a mirror? What the fuck? (laughs) But so that just means that this is even more meant to be. Yes. So I appreciate you taking the time to be here of um, out of your busy, busy schedule. I would love for you to just introduce yourself to the audience. Tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us everything. So I'm Melissa Molinaro. Um I'm actually originally from
1: Canada. Yes, yeah. And my family moved to Michigan, I think when I was like in fifth grade, but I have a huge Italian family back in the outskirts of Toronto. Okay. So super family-oriented, like family is everything to me. And then I always knew, like growing up, I was in dance and singing that I was going to eventually move out to LA. And then I moved here like 2002. So I feel like I've literally been here forever. And this is home.
0: Yeah, that makes you a local for sure because that's 20 years.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know. And yeah, I moved out here. I was in a girl group when I actually first moved out here. Oh my gosh. What yeah. was it called? Goddess. It was called Goddess. Amazing. And it was, you know, when the boy band and girl band craze was like super popular in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. I think we even did like a mall tour with NSYNC. Like, it, yeah, like opening up. It was really prime early 2000s and it was the best. It was the best time
0: back when music was good.
1: Oh I miss God. those days so much. I know, oh. I know. And now all the Gen Z is basically we're back here with the fashion and I know everything. It all cycles around. It's crazy, crazy. And I think like a year ago, I had just gotten rid of like my super low rise, Shit, I my know. flare, my Frankie B's. Stop. Um, and it's all back. And now. it's all back. It's oh. literally all back. My Juicy Couture, original Juicy Couture. Stuff with the juicy on the ass. Yes. Yeah. valor sweatsuits. It's literally all back. I know. So yeah, singing and dancing has been my passion since I was very young. I remember being like four or five years old and sitting on my dad's lap and watching Michael Jackson perform at the American Music Awards or some kind of award show. Oh. And I remember right then and there like, I want to do this. Like that's what I want to be when I grow up. Like the feeling I had. Like and it just always stuck with me. And I think as you know, a performer or a dancer, it's like once you get that like niche for like ugh, that feeling, yeah, nothing compares to that high, totally. And it's just something that I will always do, no matter how old I am. Like. I am a performer. I love to sing. I love to dance. I love performing.
0: And you're amazing at it. Aww, and that's so cool you. that you're able to like pinpoint that exact moment in your life where you were just like, I remember this is it for me. Yeah. That's so cool. How old were you? I literally think I was like four or five years old. Oh I w- my gosh. I remember sitting on
1: my dad's lap and just being so mesmerized. I mean, there was nothing like watching Michael Jackson when he was in his prime. Oh, yeah. Know? No, he's he was, a
0: legend. I think I like was
1: transcending watching him. I was like, this is everything.
0: Yeah. So you basically grew up performing and being in the spotlight. What was yeah. that like?
1: So... I also remember, like, being at a school talent show. Well, also, let's take it even back. So, back then, also uh, Star Search. Remember that show? Yes. Right? Oh, my Search. God. I
0: forgot about Star Search. With Ed McMahon.
1: Yes. I used to watch it all the time. All the time. Every, like, Saturday or whenever it was on Sunday, we would have, like, big Italian dinners at the family. And that was one of the shows that was, like, always on. It was, like, WWF, like, wrestling. just my... <laughs> My papa loved watching that and then it was Star Search. That's so cute. And I can remember being like, I want to be on that show. And I got my mom to put me in dance lessons. And then I went to like a kid's talent show at my school and I saw these girls perform and, you know, they had the costumes on and legit looked like they could be on Star Search. I was like, I want to do that. Yeah. So at that point, I think we had moved to Michigan and I found a dance studio And I was like, I'm going to train here. And they had like a competition league. And um, I was asked to be a part of that. And dance then became my life. Like I was dancing seven days a week. Just consumed you. Yes. And I loved it. I loved it so, so much. And there was programs within my dance studio that allowed us you know, as I got into like high school to come out to LA and study at like the major dance studios out here, mm-hmm. um, which is at the time it was like Edge, the Performing Arts Center. Millennium wasn't there just yet, mm-hmm. but if you were a dancer, and I would say like you knew about the Edge, and then just competitions, conventions. I grew up going yeah. to Tremaine. That's like a really old
0: oh and competition. And yeah. I even have heard you've of heard that. of Tremaine, yeah. yeah.
1: So. I knew exactly what I wanted to do at a young age, and I set off to do it. And I moved to L.A., and I was in a girl group. I found a manager, started doing commercials, Mm -hmm. which then led into, like, TV shows and movies and just all of the things. I think my first big TV appearance was, obviously, making the band. Mm -hmm. Talk to us about that. What was that like? Because I used to watch it all the time. (laughs) So— Brian, my husband, at the time we weren't even together, but he's like, I think you should be on the show. Like, Diddy's auditioning girls again,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: their second season. And he's like, I feel like you could make this show. Like, you need to audition for it. So they didn't end up coming to LA. The closest city was like San Francisco. Okay. So I drove to San Francisco by myself. I had called a girlfriend who like lived out in the city. Mm -hmm. And I was like, can I crash at your place for like a night? I'm going to wake up and go to this audition. And she was like, absolutely. So I did that. I drove out, slept on her couch. I woke Mm -hmm. up the next morning. I got myself ready. I waited in this long ass ridiculous line that was like wrapping around a building and down a street. It was insane.
0: Oh my god.
1: And I auditioned in front of Johnny Wright, who at the time was managing InSync and Mm -hmm. Janet Jackson, he's like a legendary music manager. Yeah. I think he was also managing Diddy at that time as well, and became a part of the show as one of like the producers and faces on the TV show. I auditioned in front of him and he was like, Can you stay for the next round? And I was like, Oh shit, like when is that? He's like, It's tomorrow. callbacks are tomorrow. I'm like, oh, I I didn't even prepare. Like, I don't even know what at the time I thought it was gonna go down. Like I thought like they would just tell me yes and then I would come back like another day. Right. I didn't even have enough clothes. (laughs) I didn't even bring (laughs) enough clothes. So I went to Forever 21 and got like some like shorts and a tank top. And like I had on, I had these like cowboy boots in my car. And the next day was the callbacks, and they were doing dance. So the first audition was singing, and then the callback was dance with Lorianne. Yeah. And then I made that, and then it was, you know, they were going to pick girls to be in the house.
0: Such a surreal experience. Yeah, it really was. And I learned so much from that. What are some of the biggest lessons that you learned from being
1: exposed to that? You know, when you're in it, you're not even thinking about that. You know, you're just like— I want to win this competition and I want to be a part of this. And for sure, all the girls, they were talented. We had so many talented people on that show. Yeah. But there's also a lot of politics involved mm-hmm. in all of that too. But I was so young and I didn't even really, like I said, I wasn't thinking about all that, like the behind the scenes. And mm-hmm. like now I know like how they run a show and storylines and yeah. how they can edit a whole storyline. Even if you're like, I didn't even say that, they can. Manipulate and make... Manipulate it. And it was like, it's crazy. I felt like making a ban was pretty true to how the storylines went. Search for the Next Doll did. They manipulated storylines on that. That
0: was a little more produced.
1: Yes. Yes. The producer, Ken Monk of Top Model, produced that show.
0: Oh, okay. How old were you at the time?
1: I think I was in my early 20s. So like 20... Three, twenty-two, 22, something around there. 24. Such a baby. Yeah, I was. But then I also felt like I was always that girl that felt like I was late to things in life, like mm-hmm. a late bloomer. Yeah. Like, I feel like I was kind of like that girl that like started things like later on. Yeah. That really has been my story. Like,
0: I got married later on. I feel like I had kids later on. Which is so much more normalized now, now I feel like. Yeah, But yeah. Even 10 like, years ago, right. I feel like. Even it, like five years ago. Yeah.
1: Like the stigma of like having to have everything, you know, by the time you're like 25 or like I'm It's crazy. There's like, so much pressure. Oh my gosh. So much pressure. But I feel like now women are giving so much more grace. Yes. And we're finally that. seeing a change of like, no, like I'm so much more career. And, and I was even back then. I feel like that's why maybe it took me a longer time. I wasn't ready to, like, get married. I felt like I still had so much I wanted to do in my career. And that
0: really was, for me, the focus. Ultimately, it was the smartest decision that you could have made.
1: Yeah. I I was able to experience and do so many things that I feel like I needed to do and get out of my system before I was ready for that next chapter.
0: That's smart. Because I feel like a lot of people sometimes jump into relationships or marriages because of the societal pressure that's put on them. I know. And then they have resentment later on in life because they're like, wait, but I didn't get to experience all of these things that I wanted to do. So I think that's so smart that you did that.
1: Yeah. You know, my husband, which we've dated off and on for years. Yeah. Though, I want to
0: know. You, okay. We're jumping all around over here. I know. i let like, first
1: talking about making the band. <laughs> I didn't even answer your question about like what I learned on the show. I mean, like… <laughs> I feel like it's been a crazy journey but you know with all of those experiences I feel like I wouldn't be the woman I am today without having to go through all of those things and definitely I feel like at the time when I was on making the band and getting to like the last part where we were I still remember this to this day we were on the top of the building of like TRL which at the time you know oh. TRL was was it was it yeah. okay and Diddy was about to announce like who was going to be in the band and I for sure felt like oh my God. I was going to be a part of this, like I just in got my. Goosebumps. I know in my heart of hearts, and I, well, we were all holding hands and closing our eyes, and just like I was ready to hear him call my name, yeah, and he didn't, <sighs> and I was like, <sighs> how I do you deal so, with that? I was so, you know, obviously crushed, yeah, and that's why I was saying in the beginning, like, there is so much more behind the scenes that I think at that time I didn't even. Know about? I was just like, right. no, this was blood, sweat, and tears. I did all of the things. I did all the competitions. I felt like I was a strong singer, a strong dancer, like whatever. But yeah, it was soul crushing. But at the same time, it like lit a fire under my ass. I'm sure. With everything else, like that, I had wanted to accomplish. And I think looking back, and had I been attached to that group. I wouldn't have been able to film my first movie with Dolph Lundgren in Bulgaria. I wouldn't have been able to do Honey 2, which, you know, it was like... That's incredible. Honey, the dance movie, I'm sorry, it's iconic. (laughs) It it Um, truly, truly is. And I wouldn't have been able to do a lot of the things that I would have been tied up in this girl group and I wouldn't have been able to experience all those other things. So it was like a blessing in disguise. And I really feel like, You know, the girls who were in that group should have been in that group. I feel like everything worked out the way it was supposed to work out. I loved working with Diddy, though. I felt like he was so great. I had the best experience with him on on the show. Like, they need to bring that show back. It was so fun. It was the
0: best show. I was obsessed with
1: it. So was I. He was amazing. And then, oh, and then obviously, if I would have gotten in that group, I wouldn't have been able to audition for Search for the Next Doll, which was just like another— you know, talent-based show that I feel like got a lot of exposure and was also really fun for me to be a part of. And again, I learned so much working with Mikey Minden and the creator Robin Anton, very different dynamic than making the band. And I feel like coming into search, I was like, oh, I know what this is going to be about, but it was totally different. Like even though they were both talent-based singing, dancing shows, it was still a very different dynamic.
0: I love that you were able to keep that mindset and that perspective of like, I know that probably in the moment it was the most soul crushing thing. I mean, you just, you had just worked your ass off and given it your all. But like you said, it was a blessing in disguise and it just kind of puts things into perspective of like one door closes, 10 more open. open. Yeah. And that's, the case with you. And so I love stories like that because it's like, you can either go one way of like getting really down on yourself and being like, fuck this, I'm not going to do this anymore. Or you can go the direction that you went and, you know, use it as motivation to like keep going, fuel you. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. So you and Brian, you guys met in Michigan, right? Yeah. So we met, so
1: we went to cross rival high schools
0: Oh, gosh.
1: I know. And I didn't know him when I was going to school. Like, my parents, number one, were super strict with me. Like, I was telling you, my life was dance. So, like, I didn't have a lot of time to, like, go out or, like, socialize. Yeah, like, I had a very strict schedule, which was, like, school, dance, and that was my life. Mm Mm-hmm. So I didn't know about him, but he told me he knew about me
0: um, <laughs> it's because
1: course. I was dating someone that he went to like middle school with. And then some of the girls I danced with at my dance studio went to his high school okay so like he had saw me in like a picture with like a group of girls he's like who is that so I feel like he had already known about me I guess
0: and this was before social media oh which yeah is the this fucking, was like he best. saw
1: me in a picture honey an a actual a real picture, picture. <laughs> yeah like a hard from,
0: copy yeah
1: developed yeah. from a camera yeah <laughs> so yeah it was our senior year so it was 2000 summer and my friend Steve was like, hey, our friend Nels is spinning downtown Detroit at St. Andrews Hall, which is where like Eminem would have his rap battles. Oh, sick. Yeah. So St. Andrews Hall was like a cool place to kind of go. There's always like performances, people, DJs, whatever. Yeah. And he's like, do you want to go? And I was like, sure. Like, let's go. And also at the time, my parents... My dad got like a, a work opportunity to work in the Bay Area near San Francisco. Perfect. So I didn't want to leave my senior year yeah, and go to course. a whole new high school. So yeah. I got to live with like a family friend. So... Typically, I feel like if my parents were <laughs> <in> there, <laughs> if I would have been like, hey, I'm going to go downtown Detroit and go, my parents would have been like, absolutely not. That's like a
0: dream come true know, for, that, a for a senior, senior in high school. school. Like
1: your parents are not there. <laughs> yeah. Like, right? So anyways, so I… Um, got in my friend Steve's car. We went downtown and we were walking in and like Brian and his boys were walking out. Mm -hmm. So I'll like never forget this moment because it felt like it was like in slow motion, you know? Oh my God, I love this. So I'm walking in and he's walking out and he stops me and he's like, hey, he's like, you're Melissa, right? And I was like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And he's like, "Um, just very forthcoming. Like, can I get your your phone number? I would love to like take you out. And Mm -hmm. like, back then, like having like a guy say that to you, at least the boys, I will say boys in high school, they didn't, they didn't act like that. They didn't, you know, he was more mature. He was more mature, Mm -hmm. like approached me like a man. And then he had one of the first like flip phones, like the StarTech flip phones. You guys, this is 2000. Like we we barely had cell phones. Okay. Yeah. I had a track phone for years. (laughs) I had a pink sparkly pager. (laughs) I gave him my pager number. Yes. I love this. My pager number. Yeah. I was like, (laughs) I'll give you my pager number thinking I was so cool.
0: Oh, yes.
1: Um, Back in the day when we had to text like, you know, 143. 143. (laughs) Good night. We could spell good night upside down with numbers. Oh, my God. God. The times. The days. days. Back in the days. So, yeah, I gave him (laughs) my pager number. And he was paging me, but at the time too, I was rehearsing for nationals. So this is the summer. Um, and with my dance studio, we were rehearsing a lot and then going to go compete. And he was paging me and like, I just didn't have time to like meet up with him, but he was super persistent. And I felt like he was like, oh my God, this guy's going to think I'm like blowing him off, but I'm just like so busy with rehearsals. I just didn't have any time. Yeah. So, I had a moment and mm-hmm. I was like, hey, like I have whatever tonight or whatever. And he's like, okay, great. He's like, I'll come pick you up. And he picked me up at my aunt's house. And again, it was like that slow motion, old school, like um, early 2000s teenage movie where uh, my aunt had that like long staircase, like uh, the wraparound staircase going downstairs. And he's like, it was like slow motion, like
0: the wind was in your hair, you were coming stopped. down the stairs. Oh and my like, God. He's like, I knew that was my wife, oh. you know? I'm such a hopeless romantic, so stories Same. like this, I'm like, oh,
1: God. I know. And we we fell in love that summer. Like, <sighs> that summer, we fell— Summer love. Summer love. We fell so hard in love. And I was like, well, I was like, I'm going to be moving to LA. Like, there's no point of us, like, getting so close because I'm going to be leaving, like, in a few months. And he mm-hmm. was like, okay. He's like, well, you know, I'll be the judge of that. We'll mm-hmm. we'll We'll see about that. Mm-hmm. And then— He knew. So I actually got surgery on my ankle that summer and I rehabbed with my parents in San Francisco. So I then moved to the Bay Mm -hmm. and I stayed there for a year. And then he knew I was going to move out. So we did long distance yeah, and he would come and visit me and he knew I was going to move out to L.A. I got that girl group and he moved out to L.A. To be with yeah, you. Yeah, to be with me. That is so sweet. And we were like 19, 20 years old, broke. had no idea what we were doing with our lives. Like, yeah. And he was there for like six months. He was like trying to like wait tables, paying for out-of-state tuition to try to like go to college. It just was like, yeah. you know, it was a lot. He's like, I think I need to go home and like really get my life together. And he moved back to Michigan and I stayed in LA and we tried to do long distance, but then it just you know, it eventually just didn't work out because I feel like also I was new to LA. I was young. I was still trying to figure out everything, Mm -hmm. but we stayed in touch, like remained friends. It was so hard because I feel like we had this like crazy connection that like, even though we were apart, I always felt like I was together with him. Like even like, you know, both of us dated other people and he was the one who was always kind of in my corner, like, you should audition for this show or you
0: should go do this. It's like he saw me like before. Yeah. That's when you know. That's when you know that you've got a good one is when they're encouraging you to like go be the best version of yourself and not trying to hold you back. Yeah. It literally makes me emotional. <laughs> <laughs> i Yeah. I'm, like emotional.
1: <laughs> um, It makes me emotional because I'm like, no, like he's been there since I was freaking 19 years old. You know, it's like he's seen the evolution.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And he's (laughs) been so supportive. And like that just speaks volumes of how amazing of a man he is. And
1: even like when you think like, okay, you know, you may be with someone now and it doesn't work out. And you're like, okay, it's over. Like who? would have thought that, like, we would come back around again. Yeah. Look look at J-Lo, though. I know.
0: That's true. Look (laughs) at J-Lo. She just
1: got married, and she's in her 50s. That is a perfect example.
0: So how long were you guys apart before you decided to get back together?
1: Well, I ended up being in, like, a six-year relationship. Okay. In between. Uh, In between. Like, six, seven-year relationship. And I think at that point— I was thinking like, oh, this is the guy I'm going to end up marrying. And like Brian and I kind of were done. And he was thinking like, that's it. Like I lost her forever. Like we're done. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, that didn't work out. Um, The guy I was with actually broke up with me, which I feel like everyone should experience a breakup. I know. It's so hard. It was like one of the hardest things I went through, but I'm like, I'm so happy that I went through that and I experienced that because it- It teaches you so much. Oh my God. It teaches you so, so much. And it just goes to show you again that that was not meant to be. Yeah.
0: And God had another plan for me. I'm such a firm believer that everything happens for a reason. Yes. Like 100%. I love that story. Yeah. Josh had always said that you guys were kind of like high school sweethearts, but- it makes sense, though, that you had kind of split up in between, got to do your own thing yeah. and then came back together. That's, that makes yeah. it even more magical, I, I feel know. like. I that, know. It's a really
1: crazy love story. I feel like yeah. one day we need to write that script. Yeah. You,
0: know? <laughs> yeah, you guys need to write a book for sure. Right? Because I would, I, would, I would read that book. Yeah. <laughs> so when you were in L.A. and you guys were doing your own things— you got the chance to act. So what was like your most memorable acting experience or like a role that you're most proud of? I always think, and I
1: have this on my vision board because I'm like, I would love to do this again, but to be in a project that embodies acting and dancing obviously was like the ultimate for someone, for a dancer. Of course. And singing, you know, mm-hmm. to be able to like have all three things align, I think it'd just be like the ultimate dream your true. A dream come true. Yeah. Exactly. So I feel like honey too was like, you know, I got to play a fun character, I got to dance. I love your character. In yeah, honey Carla. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. The next thing for me would be like, yeah, a project that has singing, dancing, acting. Yeah.
0: So is that a goal
1: that you think that you want to pursue? Yeah. That would be so amazing. You know, it's kind of crazy where I'm at right now because I do feel like you have to have your energy in the lane of where you want to go. And I feel like I went from like auditioning so much and really having that be my focus to then switching to being an entrepreneur
0: yeah,
1: and being a businesswoman and not having to sit by the phone and wait for auditions. And I feel like also with social media, how that has evolved so many of us and we're able to create brands and we're able to be true influencers um, to people in this world and work with other brands that, yeah, like, we don't have to go to a commercial audition that your day rate will be 1200 when you can make so much more. Like, it's just crazy. It's changed so much. So I would just say, like, your energy, right? So yeah. if you really want to pursue singing and acting or whatever it is you want to pursue, you have to put everything in that basket. You have to put it all in the basket. You can't have one foot out here and one foot here and one foot here. Like I truly believe you have to be 100%, 150% committed. So like all in. All in. Yeah. yeah. And it's really hard. And I've always been that girl since I started. I remember my first managers, like, you know, you have to pick. Like, do you want to sing or do you want to act? Yeah. Like, what is it that you want to do? And I always said, I was like, no, I want to do all of the things. Yeah. Like I'm the Renaissance woman. Like I want to <laughs> do it all. I feel like it's a blessing and a curse because I do feel like if you— just focus on that one thing. Then that one thing could take off. And then eventually you could do the thing. But it was just right. so hard for me to give everything up. So,
0: Especially because you're talented in all three things. So it's like, I'm sure it must have been hard to, to, to pick. Yeah, to, to pick. choose. Yeah. yeah. And I never
1: felt like I wanted to be like, oh, I don't want to sing anymore. I just want to focus on this. And I feel like in order for me to really step back into like acting, you have to be there you know, like really, really be there and put your energy and focus there. So I feel like I've kind of transitioned to, you know, more of an entrepreneur, more of a businesswoman. Yeah. But I would love to get back
0: there and try to find the balance of of what that is. Definitely. Maybe once the kids are older and you have a little bit more time. I do want to get back to all of your entrepreneurship and all mm. of that. But I, I do want to first touch on your pregnancies and, and oh, yes. like motherhood and yes. stuff like that. Because you had your babies, right? Before you started your businesses or did you start like move with Melissa and all of that before? I started
1: Power Booty my class, I mm-hmm. want to say in 2015, like oh, okay. October 2015 working out in fitness has always been a part of who I am. It's been a passion of mine, but I can remember again at a young age, like walking into a bookstore and seeing fitness magazines, there mm-hmm. was like shape, her, yep. self, you know, yeah. and looking at the girls on the cover and being like, wow, like I love that. I mm-hmm. love how they look. I'm so motivated. And when I moved from Michigan to the Bay to rehab with my family, they belong to like a fitness. I forget what it was called, like lifetime fitness or something like that. Yeah. And I remember seeing this woman and she, you know, at the time was probably in her 30s and she looked incredible. And I went up to her and I was like, I love your body. I love how muscular and how fit you are. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I'll train you. Let me train you and let me show you. And she kind of showed me the ropes in a gym. You know, I would go to the gym and I would probably stay on the friggin' elliptical or Stairmaster yeah. or do cardio, like, there. you know, for like 45 minutes. It was like when we would watch Britney Spears, remember when she would just like be on the treadmill and then yep. she would go do crunches? Like that's what I would do when I would go to the gym. Me I too. never picked up a weight until I had someone really show me around in a gym. And then I became like, I loved lifting weights and I loved working out. So that was, you know, like 19, 20 years old I really, you know, got into the gym. So obviously that was a part of my lifestyle then, moving mm-hmm. to LA, like working out, all that stuff. And so I met this who is now my trainer, who's been my trainer for I don't know, going on 15 years. Oh George, my gosh. I know. That's so cool. <laughs> so cool. Again, saw him in the gym his ass looked like a shelf and i was like
0: i want that I ass, want
1: that ass. <laughs> <laughs> i was like i want that ass
0: and i love um, that you just go up and approach people oh, yeah. that's so fucking awesome i am awesome. just like not Shy. Me either. I'm just I don't like, understand that mentality no. of how some people are just like, no, but
1: I'm scared to ask. No. Like, no. I'm like, I will be your best friend in like yeah. the first five seconds that I meet you. I'm like, hi, <laughs> I'm Melissa. Nice to meet you. You got a really great ass. Um, you got a great ass. Yeah, I love it. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> so we started talking and we started training together. And this is when I feel like also remember Vine? Yes. Vine is really popular, and then it was Snapchat, and we would Vine our Workouts and oh, I would cool, like, yeah. and actually before Instagram had stories, they also had this other feature where like you could record and stop and then make a video out of it. Oh, I, it I was don't... kind of like Vine. It was like okay, it was I competing I... with Vine of on course, Instagram because they
0: always compete with whatever's yeah,
1: like hot at that time. Exactly. So like yeah, you could literally scroll all the way down on my Instagram and see like some of our <laughs> first like workout videos. That's that, so cool that you still have them. Yeah, that we would do. And I would always get a lot of girls asking like, oh my God, like I want to work out with you mm-hmm. and you know, I'm scared to weight train. I don't want to get big. But I'm like, no, like if you want to build your ass, girl, you need to like lift some weights. Yeah. So I came up with like power booty because it's like power lifting and then like everyone wants a big ass. So Of course. I st- Especially now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I started that and we had our first class in LA at uh Made in LA, which was up in Hollywood. That gym's no longer there anymore. And it was just so fun. And it was great to connect with like everyone who was in my community who was following me and been on the journey with me. So I started that like 2015. And then I believe in like 2017, I was creating my online platform, which was Move by Melissa. Yeah. And London was born... So then London was born in 2019 okay. and then 2020 Kingston was born. So I had them back to back. So I had already kind of like started. That's good. My businesses or had an idea of like, you know, what, what direction what direction went? I wanted to do. And I yeah. wanted to be in the fitness space. And then I got more into products like apparel mm-hmm. and I started a whole business after I had London with my waist trainers because it was like a need that I yes. was making for myself. I told you this planner was selfishly created
0: I know and for I myself, for I everyone can't. else. Honestly, though, when people create a product out of a selfish need, that's honestly when it does the best because it's coming from like an authentic place. Yeah. It makes so much more I, sense.
1: I literally never used a waist trainer. Me bef- either. Before, before having, having, kids. having kids. Same. B- never. No kind of compression, nothing. And then like I was having so much back pain. I mean, there's so many things that went into creating that, that I'm like, I needed it for myself and yeah. now I'm going to help other women or show other women like what this did for my body.
0: And it's such a rewarding feeling, like being able to teach your booty class or training people or providing something like the waist trainer. It just adds so much value to people's lives. And I'm sure you get so many messages every single day. It makes me literally
1: so happy when people DM me and they're like, I spend all day on my feet and your waist trainer helps my back pain. Yeah, it's so much more rewarding.
0: So you created the waist trainer after London was born?
1: Yeah, after I had her, I then I had these compression high-waisted shorts, our body bikers that mm-hmm. I created after Kingston was born. And then I kind of like had both of those going on and those did so, so well. Well, we're sold out of our body bikers. We're almost sold out of our waist trainers right now. And it's been so great. I feel like this happens also for a lot of women. Like sometimes we think having a child is going to stop our growth in our business or we have to wait till everything is perfect which was actually the mentality i i had i was scared to start a family because i was like i have so much more i want to accomplish and Me too. if i you know have a baby now it's going to stop everything that i'm trying to do and i'm not going to have the time and i had no idea i was going to birth a whole other business yes. after i had london i had no idea that that was yeah. going to be the the moving factor of like You get so much inspiration. You'll be surprised. Like you don't even know the inspiration that's coming around the corner after you have a child.
0: I agree 100%. And that's how this whole entire platform was built. I mean, MILF. Yeah. I mean, if I didn't have Hunter, I never would have started this. And I had the same exact mentality. And I think a lot of women have that mentality. And so I think more than anything, it like accelerates your growth. Totally. But there's this common misconception that it just like your whole life stops. And it's just like all about the baby now Mm -hmm. and your life is over. But it's the exact opposite. And like you said, it inspires you to just want to work. Work that much harder, and do, do more, more things. And yeah. So now that we are on the topic of motherhood, were you and Brian trying to get pregnant with London? Yeah, we were ready.
1: I feel like we were both like scared initially to like take yeah. that step. I mean, we had been married for two years and I would see the comments like, are you guys ever gonna start a family? Like you're getting older. Like you need to, I'm like, oh people my are God, so, people are so crazy. I was like, oh, is it time? Again, just like feeling like you're never ready. Well, you're never going to feel ready to have a child. You just have to have it. Yeah. So yeah, we were trying. It took us like two or three months. I Mm -hmm. I forget the timeline. But yeah, we obviously wanted a baby so bad. I wanted a girl.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And London is so cute. Oh, oh my God. gosh. She's like your mini me. She just wants to copy everything that you do. Oh my
1: gosh. This is such a fun age. I feel like three and she's about to be four in February. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, I told her today, I'm like, mommy's going to go film a podcast. And then when I was coming downstairs, she's like, I want to see what you're wearing. Of course. Like, you know, <laughs> of course, she's getting into all the things. She's such a little fashionista. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. She knows And I think this is. She knows how to pose, you guys. She knows, like, she's already planning her birthday parties because I'm so crazy about birthday parties and like fun things. But she's a little person now. It's weird how they go from that like toddler to like, oh my god, you're not even a toddler anymore.
0: You're a little girl. A
1: little girl. So sad. I know. I know.
0: Growing up, it's so true. And everybody says like it goes by so quickly. It's (sighs) such a cliche, but it is seriously so So true. True. Even if
1: like when you're in the thick of it and I know you yeah. know what I'm talking about and you're yeah. like ugh, you just yeah. have to for all my mamas out there you just have to know it's literally a glimpse like if you could just get through it it's literally a glimpse it really is
0: because um, I know those first few months are so hard they're brutal yeah So, how did your pregnancies differ between London and Kingston, or did they really differ? Because I know that a lot of people say that, like with girls, you kind of tend to get a lot more morning sickness and it kind of is a little bit worse, but I don't know. So,
1: yeah, with both babies, I actually had morning sickness. Mm. Yeah, it was really bad, but I feel like with Kingston, I had more round ligament pain, which prevented me from like walking. Like when I got (sighs) to about like seven or eight months. And I also had London who was so young at the time because I got pregnant. I was nine months postpartum with London and I got pregnant with Kingston. So, you know, I still had to carry her and like all those things. And that was just tough, so hard. Yeah. And Kingston was a COVID baby. We were Mm -hmm. in the middle of the pandemic. So my girlfriend, Christian at the time, I would call her because I'm like, I can't even get up the stairs. Like, I just need you to be here to help me like carry London. It was just like, it was so nuts and so hard. But we are strong. We get through it. We always do. We're Um, built for this. We are built for this. I felt like with London in the beginning, and I was just remembering this, my rib
0: cage, like at the top, like, did you experience the splitting or like, did you have a lot of pain up
1: here? I don't
0: know. No, but one of my friends who just had a baby just texted me asking advice for that. I can't remember the correct terminology for it. It, Did you experience that? Oh my God. Yeah.
1: It's that diastic. Yes. yes, yes, Something, something, the splitting
0: of the muscles
1: and everything. So sometimes it goes back and sometimes it doesn't, but I remember feeling I would be complaining and telling Brian like the top mm. of my ribs are, I can just feel them splitting to make room. So uh, I recently had to go see a back specialist because I was having some back issues. And he was like, you at the top, you are you have that diastic, whatever it's called. He's yeah. like, it did not close, but then your abs come together at the bottom. So it's kind of interesting. He's huh. like, sometimes it can close back up or sometimes it stays you know yeah. where it is, and I was also really careful about working out and doing any ab exercises. Like yes. I waited like eight months because I didn't want my muscles to be like all the way out here. I was like, I know, but I do feel like the reason probably it closed a lot better at the bottom is because the, of the waist, waist trainer. Trainers.
0: The waist trainers actually the waist do work. Trainers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, It just like compresses everything and puts everything back into place. I think it
1: tells your body like,
0: okay, time to go back now. Yeah, you know, yeah, definitely. Muscle muscle memory. So what are maybe three tips that you have for women who are pregnant to just kind of like help them feel their best? And then three tips for like postpartum, how to feel your best. What would you say?
1: I think some women are lucky and obviously they don't have any kind of morning sickness, one of my girlfriends yeah. was like, pregnancy was a breeze for me. That's you know? how it was I'm for like, me. I'm I, I know it was for you. I'm sorry. you <laughs> are we like, it was great. And yeah. back to what you were saying, girls versus boys. Yeah. I do think, and there's this old saying that girls take suck the beauty, the beauty out. The beauty out. Yeah. And the boys give you. And my yeah. whole thing is like, well, you know, if you're getting the same hormones, so if you have so much more estrogen or, Mm -hmm. you know, I feel like when you have a boy and you're like the girl and boy, that hormone like balances out, you know, but if you have like more of the girl, I feel like that's when you're like getting acne, you're, you don't feel as glowy. And yeah, I kind of felt that way when I was pregnant with London, but then I felt really pretty and glowy with Kingston, Yeah. but then I just had more round ligament pain. But to answer your question, I feel like this even goes to say for now for me, Getting up, getting your body moving, even if you're not feeling it, even if you're like, oh, yeah. I just do not feel like going to the gym or it could be as easy as like stepping out to take a walk. Definitely. You know, just getting a little sweat on. Just I moving like your body. I feel like just moving your body will make a difference. It makes a difference in your mental. It makes mm-hmm. a difference, you know, obviously everywhere. So yeah, I would say I was pretty regimented about like keeping my same routine while I was pregnant. I- you know, still worked out as hard as I did. Obviously, I know my- Modify, yeah. Yeah. And I know my body. And that's another thing. Like, listen to your body. If your body is like, this hurts, well, then don't do that, you know? Exactly. (laughs) You gotta like listen to your body. So yeah, I would say definitely, you know, try to get moving. Another thing is take a shower and get ready. Like, I feel like we can sometimes feel so crummy because we're just like, ugh, we're in our pajamas or we're just like sitting around just like washing your hair, putting on some makeup. Like oh my God. that to me will make me feel so much better. Me too. It's like I'm a completely different person. Yes, absolutely. And I always say like, if you can get out of your pajamas or like, you know, start your day putting on those gym clothes right at the beginning, mm-hmm. start your day with a workout, come home, shower, you know, get a little ready. You're going to feel so much better. Yes. Um, I love that tip. Yeah. So getting ready and then... My third one would just be like not to be so hard on yourself, you know, yeah. to really give yourself some grace. Like your body is going to be going through changes like that you don't have control over, obviously. Yeah. But just know that like it's temporary and you can get back to, you know, whoever you want to be. Whoever you want to be, and yeah. sometimes it's it's better. better. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes it's better like for I've, sure. I've seen some of my girlfriends make total transformations after they have had a baby where they yeah. literally their body looks better now than before they were pregnant, which yeah. I'm like, wow.
0: Yeah. I honestly feel more confident in my body now after having a baby. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's just because I feel more maybe confident in my own skin just in general. Mm-hmm. But With age, we just yeah, kind of like, yeah. Definitely. You just get better. Yeah. You're like, I don't give a fuck when anything's right. I'm stepping into yeah. my
1: own. I feel great in my own skin. I know who I am.
0: Yeah. yeah. So did you create the Power Baby program postpartum like after London or- So I filmed Power Baby. I was pregnant with Kingston when I was filming it. Okay.
1: My pregnancy, I feel like went by so fast with London and there's so many things you want to do. So I felt like I was like, oh, I had so many of my girls asking like, do you have a prenatal program? So I was like, second time around, like, I want to do that prenatal program. Definitely. I put that together. And yeah, I was so happy I did. Because like I said, you only get that. Who knows? if we're going to have baby number three, but if it does, I'm like, I know. (laughs) I know every day I think about it, but it feels really does feel good just to have two right now. I bet. And I do feel so blessed that it's a boy and a girl. It's like a perfect balance. Yes. Yes. Amen. Thank you. (laughs) Because I do, I needed both energies. Like I'm the girl that needs both energies. Some of my girlfriends are like, I am such a boy mom. I do not want a girl. I'm like, oh no, no, no. I need my girl and I need my boy.
0: I know. I would definitely love to have another one and it be a girl. girl, For sure. You
1: and Josh need a girl.
0: I know. Uh, Oh, it would change him so much. Oh my God. Oh my God. I can't even imagine. So it just seems like you have so much going on at all times. This is true. But it's like you also, to me, looking at you from the outside, it seems like you just have nonstop energy. Like, you just are like a little Energizer bunny. And I just feel like it's so inspiring to watch you do all of your amazing projects and conquer all of these things. Also, you're a mom of two. You're a wife. You have friends. Like, how do you sustain all of it? And how do you balance all of it? Like, what is your help situation like? Like, how do you do it?
1: So I feel like I get my energy from my mom, who— she even has more energy than me, and she's like 65. Like, when my mom comes to the house, it's like Davina runs circles around all of us. I love that. Literally. That's amazing. Runs circles around all of us. And Brian and I— secret? Brian and I are just like, are you a machine? Like, we're just—we yes. always, <laughs> i like, oh my God, she's seriously like— Renaissance woman. She could do it all. Honestly, my mom's a hustler. Like, yeah. I was born into that. All the women in my family, they work so hard. Like, they are hard hard workers. So I feel like that just it has been instowed in me since I was little. So that's been my work ethic, my mentality. Yeah. Like I get up and I'm constantly striving to be better, to do better, to be the best version of myself every single day. I also think I strive off of just being accomplished. I don't know if it's a Gemini thing. I want to do all the things. That's yeah. like literally me. Like oh, I Oh, you're want, a Gemini? I'm a Gemini. I, I want Gemini. to do- everything. Like if yeah. there's something I want to do, I'm like, no, I'm I'm doing it. Even when like Brian's like, no, I don't think that's a good idea. I'm like, oh, you don't think that's a good idea? Let okay. me show you. Let me show you. <laughs> no, literally. <laughs> like I love when people doubt me. Yeah. I love it. You're just like, I'm just going to prove just you I'm just going to fucking prove you wrong right <laughs> um, Yeah. So I feel like maybe it's just from like everything that I've also gone through. I feel like I always feel like I'm not trying to prove myself, but I have a fire that's under my ass. That's just like, I am not finished. I am not done. There's so much I want to accomplish. There's so much I want to do. And what I feel like lights me up is helping women, helping other women. And I haven't even started that chapter of what I want to do and how I want to roll my next thing out. Yeah. It seems like you're always thinking of the next step, yeah. So back to like, how do you do it? And like, there has to be structure. There has to be a plan. Definitely. Um, I'm not good at when I'm like, I don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. The I'm day, the same. Which is why the planner. Yes. We have, um, to, talk all we have to talk about, about the planner. planner. So Brian and I, we don't have any family here. It's just us. We, yeah. we both work. Mm-hmm. So we obviously have help. We needed help. London goes to school right now just part time she's preschool so perfect, just twice a week like I've been like thinking like do I want to put her in more but like She's gonna go to school for her whole life. Like, I'm yeah. not ready to like not have her around during the day. Like, I miss her. Like, it's crazy.
0: People are already asking me when I'm gonna put Hunter in preschool. I'm like, he's, he's not even one and a half. I, I like, can't chill out. Chill out. out. No, I want to hold on to him for as long as I, I know. Can. We
1: have so much time for them to be gone. Yeah, they are, like I feel like I'm savoring all these like years with them. Definitely. But we have a nanny, and like I just schedule her based on like my work schedule. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like Brian works a full time job. Like he has. A, a, mm-hmm. i would call it a regular, like a, a real job, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And he also works like East Coast hours. So he has to oh, get up. So yeah. like when he's in that office, like, it's funny, I used to think like, oh, working from home is so great. I'll be able to like come in here. We can like, he's like, no, it doesn't work that way. Like mm-hmm. he's like tapped in, locked in, like he locks his office door and like no one can bother him. Oh, God. Um, So it's very much like that. Like he's like a different person. I feel like when he's Yeah, work work mode. mode. Totally. Totally. Like don't bother him. Yeah. And then, you know, I have my morning routine with the kids where like we all get up together. I make them breakfast. Diana will come in and then I'll probably like head to my workout Mm -hmm. or Diana comes in and I'm taking London to school and then I go to my workout. And then once my workout's done, I'll go pick up London. And then I'm usually either like, working on move stuff, packing orders, figuring out when our next drop is, yeah. filming stuff for ad campaigns, figuring out what the campaign is gonna be, all of the things with the business, which is a lot to do
0: when you're doing it on your own. I literally so like much work. do everything. Yeah. Yeah. Have you thought about like outsourcing and kind of delegating and getting help or? Yeah. So I have right now
1: someone that comes in to help me like even if I'm just like packing orders or stuff like that. That's but good. And we just have brand new customer service, which I love her so much. So there's Good. things like that, but like yeah, before it was like Brian was doing customer service, and like oh I'm, it was so much, you yeah. know. But I feel like when you start off, sometimes it has to be that way.
0: Definitely, you know. It's like you, and you like to, or at least for me, I like to be in control of everything. That and it's not how I want I it, want done. it to done. Exactly, yeah. I am so much that girl.
1: Yeah. It is really hard for me to let go and not to like you know, have the controller just because I'm like, no, I want it done a certain way. Yeah. And then a lot of the times, sometimes when you do give it to
0: someone, you're like, oh, I should have just done it in the first place, exactly. you know, and then you're like, because you're like communicating back and forth and it's I just like know. It's so much extra time wasted. Sometimes but, it seems kind of productive. You're like, yeah. let me just quickly do this, Yeah. you
1: know? Same. So yeah, we're setting everything up. I feel like better, but I feel like when you're starting out, you know, everyone needs to you know start and i feel like it makes your company stronger when you really are involved when you're really invested and you see you know what's happening every day definitely so yeah but it's a lot of work and i'm excited for the next chapters and where i want to see move going and then other projects that i'm kind of working on behind the scenes right now too
0: that's so exciting yeah so definitely the takeaway from this is just like make sure that you have structure
1: yeah, like structure and and being disciplined. I feel like yes. a lot of times we can say we want to do all these things, but if you don't have discipline and you're not being consistent mm-hmm. um, you know, with the things that you want, then life is just going to pass you by and you're not going to have those tangible things. You're not going to see anything come to fruition because it's like, well, you let the time go and you yeah. weren't being proactive and you weren't Taking accountability for the actions you need to do. Time management. Oof, time management is
0: so crucial. That's my girl right there. I'm obsessed with her. I mean... I got to schedule out my day like schedule it like hour by hour. It just helps so much. That's why
1: you're going to love this. I know.
0: So we're going to move into the acronym MILF and obviously the first thing that I want to touch on is mindfulness. Ooh. And I feel like your planner, which you just launched and came mm-hmm. out with, I feel like this helps so much with anyone trying to be more mindful. Yes. So talk to us about what you do to stay mindful and of course touch on the planner too. So how yeah. how it helps.
1: You know, it's funny, so many people have different ways of describing being mindful. What did my girlfriend just call it the other day? Like, oh, she called it her brain work. I love that. And it's actually something that I feel like we do so much work on our body and like how we look on the outside. But I know for me, I do not take enough time to practice being more mindful and giving myself the self care Mm -hmm. that we need, I feel like is so vital for everyone to do. The Um, internal work. The internal work. Yes. It's kind of hard
0: though. Yeah. It
1: is hard. And like someone like me meditating is extremely hard for me to do. Me too. Because my mind is going a mile a minute. I am always moving. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard for me to sit still. Yeah, The dancer in me hear, hears any type of music and she like wants to go. It's like, no, you need to calm down. Just try to quiet your body, physically quiet your body. Mm-hmm. So meditating can be a struggle. I love affirmations and I love kind of like creating like a mantra, even if it's something that you can say over and over. Yeah, And that may be like, I don't know, like silly to people. But when you tap into that and you truly believe in what you're saying, that is so powerful. It's super powerful. so, so powerful. So myself, I, you know, I'm starting and moving in a different direction with more mindful practice and trying to take the time out to give myself that self-care because I feel like for so many years, like I was telling you, we've just been like working on our bodies and the exterior and how we look, but we do not take the time, enough time
0: to care about the value and the things we need for our mind. Yeah. And I think that only by doing that, like getting internal, it starts to shine on the outside. You know what I mean? So it just is a reflection of what's going on inside reflects what's going on outside. So it Mm -hmm. can only help. Yeah. So mantras and like affirmations. affirmations, do you have one that you say, or do you kind of like switch it up depending on how you're feeling? I kind of like switch it up. Sometimes it's like something
1: that I'm like going through. And Mm -hmm. in that moment, I'm like, no, I need to make this be my little mantra of the day just to get through whatever I'm feeling. Um, If something's getting me down or if I feel like I'm like, oh, I need to feel a little more you know, like confident today or, or whatever it is I'm, yeah. I'm dealing with, I'll, I'll kind of like switch it up. And I always end up making up my own thing. No mantra is a wrong mantra. It's just like, you know, yeah, whatever, whatever works for you. So I think a big part of me and creating this planner is, I feel like at the top of the year, everyone is so motivated to have a vision board yes. and to set out and do your vision board and do your manifestations and set out the goals. And then I felt like there was nothing bridging the gap between having those visions and then now applying it to your day-to-day. Yeah, I love that. And throughout the months that go by and the weeks that go by, how do we take the vision that we have and all the goals and dreams that we want to accomplish through the year, how do we truly break that out and make the moves to make it happen? So that's how Make Moves Planner kind of was born. Oh,
0: yeah. I'm so excited to use this
1: sometimes when I open up things, like I was telling you before, like planners or whatever, yeah. if it feels overwhelming for me, like I am shutting the book. We are not buying that. Like, no, like I need to have something that is so easy on the eyes and so
0: just like- Effortless and seamless. <sighs> yeah. That, that. And just like, even from the cover, you can tell. It's just so beautiful. Beautiful. I love how you did it. Thank you. Me and my team worked really hard and it was a- battle with manufacturing
1: to get it the way really? it is to do. To, yeah. I said this in a post because I'm like, this almost didn't even happen. I started this 2021 mm-hmm. in hopes that it would be like a 2022 planner and, wow. and that didn't happen. Um, yeah. There's so much back and forth with manufacturing and there was like a language barrier. And like, even I, if I had said like, you know, make it like this in an email and writing, like they would send me the sample and I'm like, bro, this is fucking wrong again. Come yeah. on. Like it was so frustrating. I bet. And there's only so much you can do when you're just like, okay, now do I need to look for a new manufacturer because this person is clearly like they do not get it. Like yeah. you are you are not the one. So yeah, I had to find like a whole new manufacturer and then there was issues with that and it's so frustrating too when you come so far with someone. And you're like almost there, yeah. but they're still not getting it right. And I'm oh, like, bro, I just, I can't. So I can't do this. Yeah. It was a very frustrating process with manufacturing alone. I'll say that much, but finally. But now it's here. Yeah. Yay. Now it's here. And,
0: and now it's there. It's, it's perfect. So thank you, babe. Thank you. Yeah. I cannot wait to use this for 2023. Yes.
1: I'm so excited yes, for 2023. And we're sold out and I am. I'm so happy, but now I'm, I'm sad because I'm like, oh my God, I want so many more people to experience this. So yeah, I'm trying to think of what we can do to work on kind of like a pre-sale thing, and then we'll have it ready like top of January. Perfect. Because um, it takes a lot of time for them to make them and yeah. ship them here and all that stuff. But oh
0: <sighs> Yay. yeah well, thank you so much for gifting oh me my this. Gosh, I of course. appreciate it. I
1: know you're gonna love it and oh my God. as a mama, like it helps you're gonna feel
0: so good. yeah, it helps oh so much. God. Yeah. Now to move into the eye of Milf, what do you do to listen to your intuition? And I feel like this is probably something that you've practiced your whole entire life because, I mean, to accomplish all the things that you have, you're so tapped into that. I really am. Yeah. I have such a strong
1: intuition about everything. Yeah. And I listen to it. Sometimes you're like it's telling you, you need to not do that or you need to do this. And you're yeah. like, no, but I really want to. It's like, no, you have to listen to your intuition. I feel yeah. like I have great intuitions on, on people too. and For sure. Like sensing people's energies and things yes, like that. Yeah, Yes. I've always been so good at that. And I'm grateful that I have that.
0: Yeah. Like for your diet, for example, because I practice intuitive eating and my diet is kind of like based on that. I never used to, but I've kind of, Leaned more into that of just like listening to what my body needs, and right? You're like, like, if my body's telling me
1: I need to eat red meat today and it's craving that, yeah, I'm gonna have a steak,
0: right? Okay, what do you
1: do for your diet? Like, how do you eat on a day to day basis? I didn't even know there was such a thing as intuitive eating, but now that you've told me that, I'm like, I kind of, yeah, eat like that, yeah. Obviously, I have like my staples mm-hmm. and the things that I also like making for the family, we have like our family recipes that. It's like your recipe last night looked amazing. Oh my gosh. I gotta try it. Yeah, the chicken zucchini enchiladas, they're so good. They looked so good. Yeah. And then I make the salsa verde like Mm. from scratch with the tomatillos. You have to do it that way. Yeah. But I really do try to eat healthy and clean. And even I feel like when you cook, it feels cleaner. It feels healthy. For sure. Because you you know know what's going into it. You know what's going into it. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So and obviously those days and a lot of days through the week where you're like, oh, I don't feel like cooking and we have to do takeout and life yeah. is busy. So like, you know, it is what it is. So I do try to, and in my planner, I'll write out, there's like a meal prep uh, oh, yes. section that That's you can amazing. write. Like, you know, if you are trying to cook, like I'm going to give myself the goal and I'm going to make three meals or I'm mm-hmm. getting meal prep and it's going to last me till Wednesday, which is something I also like to do. That's so smart. When I'm meal prepping, I'll usually do it on like a Sunday mm-hmm. and I'll do like all my proteins and then I'll have all my sides, which would Smart. be like, you know, Brussels sprouts or broccoli. So I can like do a big pan of veggies and then I'll just put those in like little glass, little meal things that yeah. I have. Yeah. So we'll have like the protein, a carb and veggies. I'm going to try doing that. Yeah.
0: That's such yeah. a good
1: tip. And it's easy because you can literally cook. Like once you cook like that, you're like, oh. I'm good till like Wednesday. Like I don't even need to. And Brian loves it too because even like for lunches, he'll get out of a meeting and he's like, what's there to eat? And then he sees like the little glass, little
0: meal already set, ready to go. and Perfect. It's good. Love that. Yeah. Next, what are some of your lifestyle non-negotiables? And that can be anything from like Beauty, skincare, your daily routine, your nighttime routine. Girl, you got to drop your beauty secrets, guys. I just went to Melissa's 40th birthday party. She's 40. I turned 40. I mean, how on earth? Like, what the fuck? I don't know. know. And I just love so much that you embrace it so much because my mentality has always just been like, why is everybody so afraid of age? It's so great that you think
1: that way because yeah. i didn't think that way like even like a few years ago and leading up to me turning 40 i mean i remember being like 39 last year and being like oh my god you guys like i feel like i didn't even tell people i was 39 um <laughs> no like for real i was so scared for so many years and so something just like clicked for me. I'm like, I don't want to hide from who I am. Yeah. I want to feel like I can authentically be myself.
0: You and should be
1: proud of that. Like, fuck, I love you. look at you. Thank you. And I just want to feel like I don't want to hide. And I think it also is the industry Definitely. that puts so much pressure on, you know, age. Because after like a certain age, like managers and agents don't even want to take meetings with you anymore. Because they're like, oh, you're yep. not 25. I've been in those rooms. I've yeah. seen the air literally being sucked out of the room when I was honest with an agent or manager telling them,
0: you know, how old I was. It was like,
1: ooh, I you're know. how old, you know?
0: It's crazy to see the reaction sometimes. I I'm know. Just like, oh, I just
1: hate that There's that- There's a shelf life. Yeah. And that has been the mentality I feel like for so long. Yeah. And that's, I think, why I was so down on myself and felt like I had to kind of like hide from my age. And- mm-hmm who I was. And then something clicked and I was like, you know what? Fuck this. Good. Like literally like, fuck this. Like yeah. I have worked so damn hard my whole life. I just want to be myself. I, like I said, I authentically just want to feel like I'm 40. Like love it or leave it. You yeah. know, it's like if my age is going to detour you from following me, you know, then I don't want you. Yeah, Like I don't want you here. That's
0: such a you good know? mentality to have. Just what? embrace it, Yeah, baby.
1: embrace it. And then what was crazy is What I was so scared to post and what I told everyone that I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be fucking losing followers. Like, this is not going to be good. And it was like the exact opposite. I had so many women like reaching out, being like, thank you so much. They're like, now I feel like I can be myself. You know, now I feel like I'm not afraid to step into this next chapter in my life. And like we were talking about before, there's so much pressure to have all of the things at a certain age that like— you know, it just feels nice. And I think because I did do things a little later on, I feel like it's giving other people the opportunity to say, it's okay. Definitely. You know, and I can do that too. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not ready to start a family or I'm not where I am. I'm not ready to, to get married, but it's okay. I have time.
0: Yeah. We so, all have so much time. So much time. time.
1: And that's kind of what I preach to my girls who follow me. It's like, you don't have to feel like this is not a race, you no. know? No. Keep going back to JLo. She literally just got married in her <laughs> late 50s, like her 50s, you guys. Know. Like, it's possible. Like, yeah. And I feel like your happiness and your well-being and your mental state is just so important for us to, going back to like your mindfulness, it's so important for us to like tap into that yeah. and to really know like who we are, like to our core yeah. so that you know— Your happiness doesn't revolve around the friends you have in your life. Your happiness doesn't revolve around your partner, about the materialistic things you have. Your happiness is literally, if everything was stripped away, like who are you at your core? And I feel like when we go through things that challenge that and really make us look internally, I feel like that's when we come out we're like okay like we're winning we're like stronger because you obviously know like you don't need any of those things to make you yourself happy you're going to be happy within your own yes and a lot of people sometimes don't even know like how to be happy but once you start doing that internal work on yourself i feel like that's when you know you find really who you are and how to step into that confidence definitely a lot of women always ask me um how are you so confident yeah you know and i think It stemmed like from when I was really little, like being obviously a dancer. In the spotlight. In the spotlight. And having so many doors being slammed in my face and having so many no's that it's almost like I became bulletproof. Like I literally have this like shell around me that I'm like used to the rejection. It's so hard at times to hear, but like you do develop such a tough skin where it's like... Come fuck with me because yeah. I'm so gonna be here and I'm gonna be fine. Exactly, you know? it makes you
0: super resilient and yes. you're, and you know your worth and your value. Even no matter how many times you get a door slammed in your face or somebody says no to you or you feel rejected, yeah, it almost just kind of makes you. I don't know, just like m- you said, resilient. Yeah, I remember my girlfriend.
1: She was in this like relationship and you know, the guy broke up with her and she put all her happiness into that relationship or that's what for her was the definition of being happy. And when, you know, he was gone, it was like everything just like sucked out. Like the rug got pulled from underneath and now, now who am I? You know, so I do feel like it's so good for us to feel. That's why I was saying before, it's good to have someone break up with you because it's good to feel like what that really feels like. So you can walk yourself back to who you really are at your core. Yes. And then do that internal work so that you really can show up to be the best version of yourself.
0: Definitely. Yeah, you can't rely on others for your happiness. It just that part. Yeah, it comes from within and I don't know so about good. you but like having a child and having kids, I feel like it just changes your perspective on mm. everything and it's like literally all that matters is the well-being of my family mm-hmm. and me. Mm-hmm. Like Nothing else matters. If everything was stripped away, as long as I had Hunter and Josh, like I'm good. Right. So I feel like your priorities just change. Change and shift. And yeah. there is so much joy that these babies bring to
1: us. Mm-hmm. Oh my so gosh. Much. The daily amount of like, it doesn't matter how tired you are, I always say they're like my espresso shot, you know, it's like they give us (laughs) energy. But to the women out there, you know, that don't have children yet and they don't, you know, they're not there and they don't know what that feels like. That's why I'm like, regardless if you're there, if you can just really work on the mindfulness part of like yeah. who you are, like you will be able to feel that happiness, whether you have kids, whether you don't, whether you're married, whether you're not, you know, you're not relying on any of those things, like you said. And it's yeah. such a empowering feeling to have because mm-hmm. I'm like, no one can fuck with you. Exactly. You're just
0: like, you're good. You're good. Yeah. That was another one of the questions. So we can get back to the lifestyle thing. So what are some of your lifestyle non-negotiables? Oh, yeah. The yeah. beauty tips. How did we get even Yeah, get here? What are your beauty tips? Tips, my beauty you, tips. You got to drop them.
1: Okay. Obviously, working out would yes. be number one. You For guys sure. already know that about me. I think having that time scheduled out in your day. And like I mm-hmm. have a lot of followers that are like, you know, I work a full-time job. I don't have time. It's like, if you have to be at work at a certain time, then you have to schedule that either before you go to work or after you work. You have to. Yes. That is a non-negotiable. Like yes. you have to figure it out. Yeah. If that means you need to get a nanny for an hour and you need to have that or whatever, 30 minutes, whatever you can give, like, or, you know, do it at home. It's so important. It's just so important. Yeah. I it cannot, fills you up so I much. stress enough about... You know, just the physical well-being of like working out and how that makes you feel. So that's number one. Number two is sleep, but I am horrible. My number two is something I really do need to work on and it is in my planner and it is a goal of mine to be able to get to bed in a reasonable hour because that will make all the difference. I know when I'm in bed by 10, some of my girlfriends are so strict with their bedtime, they're in bed at nine and they're like up at like, you know, five or six. Like, I'm like, oh, I want to be there. <laughs> Me too. I want to do that. I think sleep is so, so important. So yeah, that's something I, I am working Work. on, Me sleep. Too. And then I definitely feel like taking care of, you know, your skin. I like to put on, I've been doing this for years, 100% aloe vera. Um, So like after I get out the shower, instead of like using like a cream-based moisturizer, I actually will use 100% aloe vera on my face, on my neck. You want to make sure you're getting your hyaluronic acids in, like, you know, all of the things. um, Even if you're starting with like a tiny baby, like, retinol. I'm using this, like, by Skin Medica, like, mm-hmm. a 0.5, like, retinol once a week. Just starting it out. Yeah, just starting yeah. it out. But, like, even, like, hands, like, even applying that kind of stuff. I feel like our, I my hands are aging. I feel like I had my grandma's hands they, they don't you're like they don't look they no don't. I look at like what do they say are the first things to go like your hands your yeah, neck it's your hands and, your, and neck. your neck and your chest
0: and we, so we always, cannot leave, we can't forget about yeah we those. can't forget
1: about those so I really am like I try to I like need to be
0: better about that
1: putting my hyaluronic acid on my
0: hands yeah
1: you know too
0: I know and we're literally wearing gloves over it
1: I feel like now that I'm doing the gel x nails, mm-hmm. you have to put your hands in like the UV. Yeah. And the old nail salon I used to go to it used to have the gloves, which I'm like, I need to get those again because you don't want yeah. like your skin on your to hands exposed. getting exposed and damaged. Yeah. yeah. Um, which leads me into the thing I've been crazy about since in my 20s is not being in the sun. I used to love Going to tanning beds and being so dark, and your girl will get sore. Okay, (laughs) I love me a good bronze all the time. Yeah, and then I remember one of like the first acting jobs I booked was this movie actually with Paris Hilton. Oh god, Um, one of the first. So iconic. It was like an independent film. It was called The Hills, and it was before like she was just about to be like huge, mega, mega star. And I will never forget this day because I was new to L. A. (laughs) And I'd never seen the the lifestyle, the things. I rolled up to this like crazy ass mansion and she rolls up in this sick ass car. I don't even know what kind of car it was. It was like some convertible. She gets out. She's in her cute little tracksuit with her like cute blonde pixie haircut with her Tinkerbell. Remember Tinkerbell? Tinkerbell? Her dog Tinkerbell with the purse. Like it was the whole thing. Yeah, it really was the whole thing. And I remember my jaw was just on the floor. Like, who is this lifestyle Barbie? Yeah. Like, she was literally Barbie. Yeah. And I ended up being in the same room as her while we were, like, getting ready. And she told the director, she's like, in her, like, cute little, like, Paris voice, she's mm-hmm. like, okay, um, I have a spray tanning appointment, so I'm going to have to leave right now. And I was thinking, like, spray tanning. I'm like, what is that? Yeah. She literally put spray tanning on the map, okay? Paris Hilton invented spray tanning. No thank one was spray tanning. Spray- I know. Thank God for spray tanning because— You're making us look young out here, Paris, okay? So then, ever since then… I was like, that's what they do, yeah. I guess, here in LA. They spray tan. Not go late, Not, in not go late, which was so crazy because I'm like, oh, I'm moving to a place that has hot, warm weather yeah. and I get to like lay out and get tan, like be a true California girl. Yeah. And it's like the exact opposite. Like, no, it's all fake over here. Okay. Yeah. They do not really. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Just spray tan. We look the part. Spray tan is
0: the way to go. Yeah.
1: For sure. So I became like obsessed with like spray tanning. And, you know, if I want to be bronze, it's like. That's all you got to yeah, do. That's all you got to do to do yeah. you know just a little a little cute spray tan so yeah just stay <laughs> out of the good. sun
0: those are really good, good tips, tips you know for sure staying out of the sun I know I literally when I was younger I think back and I used to literally bake Babe. my face Babe. in the sun with oil on my face I'm I like, was there what what were we doing? <sighs> what were we doing? We I don't know. We were
1: crazy. Yeah. And even though like my aunt and my mom would be like, don't do that. You're going to yeah. get sunspots. I'm like, sunspots? What the fuck is that? Like, yeah, We're fine. I'm yeah. going to get tan.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's all we cared about. <laughs> Girls nowadays are like in for it. So good. Because they, they know. They um, know. All their moms are going to be like, hell no. they like, Do not. But I do think this generation of teenagers
1: like… Oh my God, it's like so different. They look like I they're know. already like 40 years old. It's like the so things, that,
0: crazy. I'm like, you're so grown. I know. Like, I
1: didn't have my shit together. I did not look cute
0: when I was like a teenager. Oh, like, me I either. did not
1: know how to do my makeup. Like, she bloomed, like I said, later on. Yeah. Life, okay. I was a late
0: bloomer too. And I feel like sometimes I'll even show up to set, sometimes, and I'll be on set with like 20 year olds. <sighs> One time I was on set and they're like, yeah, I bet I'm the oldest one here. I'm like, really? How old are you? (laughs) (laughs) They were like 22. I was like, 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 fuck you. (laughs) Right. But okay, we'll move into now your fitness routine. What do you do on like a day-to-day basis for your fitness routine?
1: So on the days that I'm training, I will like warm up on the stair climber, which is like the revolving stairs, mm-hmm. which I have a love-hate relationship with that damn machine. That machine is so good though. It it's really is. It's so hard, but it's so good. Like. Yeah. I don't know if it's because I'm conditioned and like it takes a lot for me to sweat. I've never been like a crazy like sweater when I work out. But if I stay on that fucking machine, I will be drenched. Drenched. I will be drenched. It's so good. So I actually like to warm up on that. And then I'll do some foam rolling out with like my quads, my back. And then I head straight to the squat machine.
0: With your trainer, what's his name again? George. George. So
1: even on the days that I don't work out with George, I pretty much have the same kind of like routine. Okay. And I... Don't do a lot of like upper body arms because I feel like my workouts incorporate that naturally. I also feel like I get so bulky, like my muscles in my arms, like it's so quick. And then I'm like, I don't like the way that looks on my body. And I think again, it goes from the many years of dance and Mm -hmm. just being like holding my arms up like ballerinas, you know, like we have like all of that. So- people will be like, do you ever work out your upper body? It's like, I do, but not really. Like, not I, I intentionally. I, yeah. Like yeah. I'll work out my back. I think having a sexy back is great, but like, I'm not trying to just sit here and like, you know, do my biceps or yeah. it's once in a blue moon do we hit those
0: arms. But. For sure. And I think that goes back to like knowing your body because I'm the same exact way. I just have a naturally athletic body, body type. Yeah. And so, yeah, my arms can get, kind of muscly yeah. and I'm like, mm, not, not the look that I'm that, going for. Right. So
1: yeah, I love training my legs. I would train mm-hmm. my legs every single day. and That's yeah, my favorite. Yeah. Too. I love training my legs. So we will do squats. We do hip thrusters. We do lunges. We do deadlifts, Bulgarian split squats. But I have a whole entire program, Power Booty, yeah, which is a gym-based program that I created with all of my staples, everything I like to do when I go to a gym. And It's all there and I'm demonstrating it on video. So you can literally look at your phone and be like, okay, even if like you do not know what to do when you go to a gym and a gym can be overwhelming and like scary and like intimidating. It's intimidating. Exactly. And I actually, I actually experienced it um, recently. And I told George, I'm like, I just checked out like a new gym for the first time. yeah, And it was very big and very busy. yeah. And I did feel the pressure of a lot of people looking at me. And and I, I don't like that. And I kind of was like, whoa, I do feel I'm feeling a little insecure right now. I'm feeling a little weird. Like, Mm-hmm. It was weird. So to some of my girls who are like, yeah, I don't know what to do when I go in a gym and it feels that way. Like, I feel you. But the one thing I had to do is tap the fuck out of everything that was going around me and literally zone the fuck in yeah. on what I'm about to do. Yeah, And I was like, no. Tunnel like, vision. Tunnel vision. Like, you need to block all of this out mm-hmm. and you need to not be so concerned about what other people are thinking about you. Yeah. They're not. That's another thing they're in their own world. Okay. You need to be in your lane and you need to get focused and do you. So yeah, yeah, I just had to zone the fuck out and just be like, okay.
0: There's this saying and it's like in your twenties, you're worried about what everyone's thinking about you. In your thirties, you don't give a fuck what anybody is thinking about you. And then in your forties, you realize no one was ever giving a fuck fuck about about you you at all. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So it's so true.
1: So yeah, I developed that whole program, Power Booty, for my girls who are like, I don't know what to do That's when I go so to a nice. gym. Yeah. And it's all of the staples, all the fundamentals of how to grow your booty.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. We all need that. Yeah. So We've touched on the acronym MILF, and then one last question that I ask every guest at the end of every episode is, if you could go back in time and give yourself one piece of advice, what would you say to little Melissa? I would probably say not to be so hard on yourself, you know? Like, I'm
1: just learning about grace in my older age, Mm -hmm. and it's not the end of the world if it doesn't work out in your favor.
0: Yeah, that's really great advice. You know,
1: it's not the end of the world if it doesn't work out in your favor. And kind of like what we were talking about before, like when one door closes, like 10 more may Mm -hmm. open. So I think the younger version of myself had many things that happened to her that was very like soul crushing and like, oh, this is the end of the world, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's like, no, you're going to make it, you're going to make it, you're (laughs) going
0: to be fine. Yeah. I don't know. What about you? That's a good one. I definitely could have used that. I think for me, I'm still working on this. It's like what we were just saying is, even though I know that quote, but I think it would just be stop being so concerned mm. with what everybody else is thinking or what about, you think what you think everybody else is, is thinking, is about, thinking you. about you. Yeah, because yeah. it
1: truly doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things, I think that's so good to take away from. Yeah. And I feel like there's also this sense of like as women, we feel like sometimes we have to compete. Definitely. And I feel like when you truly know who you are Mm -hmm. and you understand the authenticity of who you are, that's where your power lies. That's the magic, baby. That is the magic. Yeah. Because Even if you were to give someone your whole entire formula Mm -hmm. of what you do, they're never going to be able to do it like you.
0: Exactly. And only
1: you are going to be able to do it like you. I have so many girlfriends who... I mean, we're all in LA. We do the same thing. Right. We all do the same thing. Right. You know? That's why we're friends because mm-hmm. we have the same things Interest. in common and interests. And someone could come out with something and the, the same thing, but it's not necessarily ever going to be the same because each person is going to have their own spin on it. They're going to do it differently. They're going to appeal to a different audience. So yeah. I think once you really understand you know the power that you have authentically and who you are. Your sauce, <laughs> yeah, your sauce. Then I feel like no one can take that away from you. And, I agree, and that's where the power lies. For sure, that's such a good note so to end on. Don't compete because you are powerful in your own right. And your authentic self is where your power lies. So it doesn't matter if you want to give someone the recipe, they'll never
0: be able to bake it like you, honey. Oh, amen. That was really good. (laughs) Well, on that note, let's wrap things up. And I would love for you to just let everybody know where they can find you, where they can find the planner, where they can find all of your workout programs. All of the things. Yes. Um, So you guys can
1: follow me, obviously, on Instagram at Melissa Molinero. The website is movebymelissa.com. Not moves. It's just move, like move your body. Movebymelissa.com. That's where all the products are. I'm big on my stories. I love— I love your stories. Yeah. They're so fun to watch. I love doing stories. Sometimes I feel so much pressure on the posts. And I'm actually getting more into TikTok, too, which I love.
0: I haven't started. I'm scared. I know.
1: You just got to get in there. It's so fun because there's no— That's what um, everyone says. There's no pressure. I feel like Instagram is like a highlight reel of your life and very, like, glossy and, like— beautiful but i feel like tiktok is like literally like the crazier and like shit. messier it is like the better it does on tiktok and okay. it's just I got it's it. kind of like do it. stories it's like yeah. that's why i love stories it's like it's very raw it's very like in the time of now there's not too much to think about like yeah. this is what's going on in my day mm-hmm. that's kind of like how tiktok is it's very much story vibes for sure. Well, thank you, babe. I feel like we could sit here oh and talk God. for another thank like five you. hours. You're thank amazing. You. I love you. I love you so too. much. And, and I love that you're doing this. And thank you. And this is very inspiring and empowering women. And I have loved watching your journey as Thank a mama. You gotta know what's so crazy is like Cherokee and I met at my pregnancy shoot with Kingston. Yes. Isn't oh my that God. that crazy? I forgot. Yeah, yeah. That is the first time that we met. We met and oh. I know. And like it's come full circle. I know it's now. come full circle. And then the next year you had your baby. Yeah. So it's just like Oh, and by
0: the way, you guys, Hunter's first kiss was London. Oh my God, was London. Yes. I have it on on camera. We we documented it. We documented it. So yeah, little boy got lucky with that one. Oh my god. So they're they're all going to be really good friends Friends. growing up. I can't wait. I know. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Thank you so much for being here. I love you. Love you. Bye guys. Bye. Thank you all for listening to the show. I hope you gained some insight on how to practice becoming more mindful, learn the importance of listening to your intuition, gained some lifestyle takeaways and fitness tips. You can find me on Instagram at Cherokee CherokeeLuker and the podcast at Pod. So make sure you follow me to access exclusive content to help you become a better you, a better mother, and a better human. Talk to you guys next week about all things MILF.